Welcome back to another episode of the same 24 hours podcast. It's been a little bit of a minute since I have recorded and it's good to be back in the saddle per se. So for many of you who don't know, I had a tummy tuck and muscle repair on my abdomen done at the end of January. And I'm now two weeks in post-op recovery and feeling good. But I tell you, that was no joke. I still can't laugh, so don't make me laugh. Um, But I'm up to walking an hour a day and things are looking up. And I'm very excited about this process. And I haven't spoken about it very much or or often because I'm still trying to figure out how to process (laughs) everything in a way that, you know, there's just there's so many opinions and there's so many thoughts, but here's where I fell on the whole thing. When I was 35, I said I would never, ever get a tummy tuck. That is the most brutal and stupid procedure on the planet. Well, at 41, I had been slamming my head into the wall um, with nutrition, with working out, and, and my stomach was what it was. And I went and got a consult and the doctor's like, yeah, you know, this is as good as it's gonna get. And if you're good with that, that's awesome. And I realized I just wasn't. I I work really hard and I want I still have this dream of doing a bodybuilding show. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. I had a couple friends who had it done and they said, Man, I don't regret it. And I had some muscle separation from pregnancies. And so long story short, I went under the knife two weeks ago and the recovery has been just as brutal as you might think. And I'm going to be out of weight training for quite some time, but I do believe it was worth it. And it's really hard for me to breathe (laughs) at the moment. Um, so I appreciate if you're like, man, she seems a little off. Um, it's, I'm definitely not on painkillers. I've been off those since day four, but I am a little off. Um, and so if there's any reason you're like, what's going on with her, that's what's going on with me. So Anyway, that is the update, but today's guest is awesome, and she definitely compensates for anything I'm not doing correctly. So anyway, here we go. Today's guest is Sarah Pendrick. She's the founder of Girl Talk Network, a multi-million dollar women empowerment and lifestyle brand. She has a new book out. It is called Well, it's coming out April 27th, Beautifully Brave, and her goal is to inspire women to find their bravery, and we get into why that's often hard for women and what one can expect from her awesome new book. So I hope you all enjoy this episode with Sarah Pendrick. Hi, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. I'm very excited about our guest today. Sarah Pendrick is here. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much. How are you? Good. Good. You were just saying it's early where you are. 
Yeah, but that's okay. I did a quick morning routine and I'm like so excited to be here. So I'm like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> awesome. So your morning routine, what is that? What do you do? I have like five things that I do. I do a red light. I journal. I think the most important thing that you could possibly do for each and every single day. And I know you talk all about this on your podcast is check in with yourself. So I journal, I do my red light. I do a little bit of singing. I have to show you my red light. Look, here it is. Oh my gosh. What (laughs) kind of red light is that? (laughs) It's, it's one that I keep at my desk. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's a small one. Cause I got, yeah, yeah. But there's my red light. (laughs) I love it. I need to check that out. Yeah. So journaling red light, I do a little five minute workshop with the law of attraction, just like thinking about what I want my day to look like, thinking about what I want my next month to look like. And then reminding myself, like, why, like, so I can ignite those feelings. Like, why do I want that? And then reminding myself why I can have it. So those are things that I make sure that I do every single morning. Yeah. And so how long does your morning routine take? So I've been experimenting with the morning routine for a while. Cause I just think like the same thing doesn't work for everyone except for checking in with yourself. And I talk about that a lot in my book. I just feel like we are always, especially like you being a mom, like you're always checking in with other people first. So it's so important for us to check in with ourselves first. So I've always done that, but I've been experimenting with my morning routine for years. And for a while, I actually liked my night routine more like setting myself up for the next day. I feel like it's kind of, it's like really important for women. There's something with the night routine, but now I'm like, okay, if I set myself up with these things that I just mentioned every single morning, like I'm going to have the most amazing day. I'm going to be like flowing totally myself. So that's really important. So I set aside an hour. Oh, good for you. Good for you. It's not, it doesn't always go an hour, but yeah, no, I love that. Um, on days, like, so when my daughter, we take her to CrossFit, like at six 30 and we'll work out. And so to get up at five 30 is, you know, to make it to the gym. And so my morning routine it used to be, I would get up and do, you know, the journaling, the reading, but it just keeps getting knocked back earlier and earlier. And so I'm like, oh gosh, so my morning routine is all over the place right now, but I can tell a difference. And it's like, why do I feel so scattered today? Oh, right. I did not do any of the things that I know are so grounding and so important. Yeah. So I hear you on that. No, but props to you because I think about, uh, you're like, I'm like, it's early right now. You're like, it is? <laughs> <laughs> Seven? No, that's early. Yeah, it is. I mean, seven's all. It's it is early. It is. Early. I know. It's early to be doing I, a podcast. I mean, yeah. yeah for but sure. when you're doing what you love, and I really was so excited to connect with you and be on the podcast, so I'm excited about that. But I think about that for when I'm a mom. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a constant like change. That's why I like the more the night routine, and I, a lot of my friends that are moms will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you raise an interesting point. I mean, once, once you're a parent, things definitely change, but I think you're ahead of the the game. I mean, I didn't come to the morning routine. I didn't come to exercise. I didn't come to most of that until after I had kids. Cause I thought, Holy hell, my life is a mess. <laughs> I've got to like figure stuff out. And so anyone that's in their twenties or thirties and they're, you know, they've got their morning routine and they've got their life kind of, you know, not squared away. I mean, who has it all figured out, but you just know who you are and what you want and what works for you before you have kids. You're ahead of it, girl. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you for that. We're getting ready this year. So. Oh, good for you. Good for you. All right. Well, let's absolute best and then be able to pour into another human. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? The most wonderful thing that I, best parenting advice I ever heard was from Dr. Shafali Savari, who 
you know, conscious parenting and she's amazing. Mm -hmm. She said um, <clears throat> that the children are not our own, that we are just yeah. here as mere guides. And when she said that, I was like, huh, imagine if we were all, if we had all been parented that way, No, like not belonging to someone, not being told what to do. And, you know, instead you're just like, well, you know, I'm guiding this little human and they're yeah. here to teach me. And that was so helpful because when I, especially with, with my son, who is clearly here to teach me patience and <laughs> all sorts of things. Um, I always remember like, you know, he's here to teach me and that, that's yeah. super helpful. So anyway, let's talk about you. Um, let's, um, you are the founder of Girl Talk Network, which you created because you didn't want women to feel alone. You wanted them to have a space to feel empowered. So how did this come about? What, what drove you to desire to, to create this space? Yeah. So with girl talk, I think it's something that even when I was little at five years old, it was like brewing inside me. Um, I had three brothers. I always like loved my girlfriends and just being in community. I was in theater. I was like really dramatic, like loved being on stage, all the things. And then as I had gone through some things in my life, like my light was dim and I became more shy, but I still just had this desire burning inside of me. I didn't know what it was. I knew that it was to help people. I like particularly like women, I was just drawn to community and sisterhood. And then I went naturally, I'm like, oh, I want to help. I talk about this in the book too. Like, what did you want to be when you were younger? Cause it's like such a testament to like, yes, I talk about that in my book to too. You do. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like I, was, I just wanted to help people. So I would just like, when people are like, oh, I want to be a doctor. It's not necessarily that you want to be a doctor. You just, when you're little, like, that's what you see. You want to help people. Oh, doctors help people. So I'm like, oh, psychiatrist, obviously, like I want to help people. <laughs> I'm going to go to school, get my PhD. And while I was doing that, like a ton of debt, so much time as anyone that has gone through school in general. And I just wasn't feeling aligned. Like, I'm like, okay, I am not excited about this anymore, but I put so much money and time into this. And I really sat with that and decided to drop out. I just knew like in my soul that there was something else for me. So I dropped out and moved to LA. Everyone thought it was crazy, but I just knew that I needed to do it. And then I moved here and was doing everything possible to make it here, like selling credit card machines, doing random jobs. I learned PR and marketing. And then I was doing things for other brands, like building other brands up, getting them exposure, like literally building their companies and then realizing that I wasn't happy. I was volunteering in my free time with women organizations. So I'm like, okay, this is when I feel good. This is when I feel like that spark inside that I felt when I was younger. And so I decided just to take everything that I had been doing for other brands and create girl talk. And I had my first women's event in 2016. And then it's just kicked off from there. That's awesome. And, and, and kudos to you for dropping out. You know, we always talk about, you know, yay, you got your degree and you, you, I have a law degree that I do not use now because I yeah. stuck it through, you know, I just kept going. Like I knew the first day of law school that I had made a mistake and yeah. I kept that lie going all the way through 13 years of a career and got out, you know, five years ago. Um, but good for you. I mean, that is some ultimate listening to your gut and really realizing like, I'm not in the right place. Like what, what is that? You, even doing it for 13 years, that's like, that could be even more difficult in some. It is. It's, well, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's more difficult, but it's definitely difficult because it, by then you've got the golden handcuffs, Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. they're paying you well but. and you're like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, what was it in you that, 
was it just like a constant tugging and agging like this is not what I want to do or was there was there a pivotal pivotal moment where you thought I'm out or yeah so so for me it was just like not feeling like myself like I just would feel like there's something like more here like I could have a life that's good or I could have a life that's amazing and it just like I just kept feeling inside like feeling it inside my body like this just like, is this it? Like Mm. there's something else. Like I've felt it since I was younger. Like this is not making me really happy. And I know that I deserve to be happy. I think everyone deserves to be as happy as possible. We're all worthy to like, listen to that little voice inside, even though it's scary, like so scary. And you're like, what the heck? This makes no sense. Like this was going to be my direction. I've spent so much time, so much money. Everyone else thinks I'm crazy but that's another reason it's led me to everything that I'm doing right now. It's led me to my book, beautifully brave. Like that's why I call it beautifully brave because it's being brave, but it's being like for women, like beautiful in their bravery by saying yes to themselves and no to like all the noise around them. So honestly, I don't know when I look back, I'm like, wow, like how did I, how did I do that? But I just think when you listen to the feelings inside of you, it's like, how could you not? Right. Right. And so many of us, I think have those feelings and we feel it, but we stuff it down, you know, yeah. ignore it or, t- or take it out on food or exercise or whatever other bad habits we can find and, and continue to push it down. So anyone listening, like this is your cue to listen to that voice. If you've got something nagging you, it's real. You, maybe mm-hmm. you don't need to run out and quit your job right now. <laughs> but start to make a plan, start to make a plan. All right. So good segue into your book, beautifully brave. So what inspired, first of all, how, congratulations, let me congratulate you you on the baby that you're about to birth. Um, how was that process for you? How was writing? Is this your first book? This is my first book. And I've seen everyone that I know go through the book journey and I get like, I had compassion for them then, but I'm like, Whoa, I get it. (laughs) I get it. I, if I could go buy every book in the world to support someone, (laughs) I would do that. Like that is you're pouring your soul, you know, you're pouring your soul out. You're doing something that you care about so much. It's a process. It's a journey. It's like one day, amazing flowing, flowing out of you. The next day you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, it was a labor of love and just really magical. I'm so excited now to like have it be on pre-order and like have it in people's hands and in my hands soon, but I'm excited for this next journey, like being able to talk about it and book club about it and women really coming together and having conversations like we're having right now, because when you feel, when you're alone and you're feeling those feelings, it's difficult to be brave. But if this is, I want this to be a movement where women are like, Hey, like you can have a good life. Let's congratulate people for like walking away from things or saying no to things that they're just like, that's not totally for me. Like that doesn't light me up rather than just like, congratulate. Yes. Yes. And you congratulate, congratulate and celebrate all the big accomplishments, but let's also celebrate like the things that we walk away from that aren't for us. Yes, absolutely. So what is the main thing if that someone will get from your book? Like if you had one soundbite, one little thing to call it down to that you hope women will take away from your book, what is it? Ooh, I'm really, okay. I'm getting better at the one question. I'm prepping you. I'm prepping you. Yes. I'm like, I have so many things to say. Um, it's honestly like your unconventional guide. It's nothing else like that. Nothing else out there like it. It's just not the usual advice that you hear. And it's basically just like your reminder, like 
if I hand it to you, this is going to be your new best friend to remind you how to completely fall in love with yourself. And how to be brave, obviously, beautifully. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think women are not brave because we've been like, what, well, let's start there. Obviously, if yeah. you're writing a book called Beautifully Brave, you believe that we all have the ability to be brave and that we have everything inside of us to do that. So why do we need a book about that? What has happened with women along yeah. the way that, that has caused us to, to not be brave? So there's a few things, society, there's just been like so many, like, like rules that we all have learned growing up. And so many, like from the minute that we're born, it's like, we're like looking out for other people's like approval, or we're like sharing our toys, or you're supposed to be like this, or we've all heard this stuff, like good girl, all the things, but then we're not really taught at a young age, but we are, we are more so now, which I love. Like people are waking up, they're being so conscious. They're like, like you said in the beginning, like our kids don't belong to us. They're their, they're their own person. Like they're here to teach us. What if we all started leading with how we can take care of ourselves first before we take care of other people and really congratulating people for like saying no, like as simple as with friends, if you're like, Hey, I can't, I can't come out. I can't do that. I can't go to dinner and you don't have to give a reason. It's just because you want to hang out with yourself. Yeah. Like starting to switch around the things that we take personal or that we like put on the back burner. Like I really, really, really felt dedicated and calling for this book to be a movement for women to read together, to have more of a way of living together. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So in my book, um, the year of no nonsense, I talk about people pleasing and how that's one of the major things that women struggle with. And and it was like a section, it was a, it was a decent part of the book, but I did not know that that had such an impact on women until after it got published and people said, oh my gosh, the people pleasing part. Is there a part in your book that you think is going to be that like, aha for women as they read it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people pleasing is such a big thing. So it's like, sometimes we don't even realize that we do it. I think the aha for women is going to be that we're so used to like being in relationship with other people that we kind of don't focus on the relationship with ourselves. And it's going to be like, wow, I can actually have a real relationship with myself where I feel the feelings, like the feelings that you feel for like your partner or friendships, turning those around and actually feeling them inside. Just an aha moment that the stronger the relationship with myself is ultimately the more fulfilled my life is the stronger that my career is my relationships with other people, like everything that people think about every day and want to bring into their life. This is the key to having the relationship with yourself. And then it's actually like little simple practices that you could build and do every single day. And even just one of asking yourself, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in mantras? Do you believe in mantras for yourself? I believe in mantras because of the feelings that it ignites inside of you. Cause right now our present moment of our thoughts impact have impact what's happening in the future. So like right now, what you're thinking is going to show up a month from now, two months from now. Right. So if mantras get you into that feeling of thinking like empowerment, abundance, then I love mantras. I believe in anything that can get you into the feeling of what you want to attract. Yeah. I love it. So what was your childhood like? I always like to ask this question um, for anyone that writes a self-help book, because I think a lot of the self-help process is, um, especially when you write your own book, is finding yourself and finding out what, 
more than you probably can sometimes care to know but yeah. what was your childhood like what did you, would you describe it as like easy breezy was did you have some stuff you had to over overcome and that's what led you to to everything you are now like what, what was it like for you yeah so my childhood definitely has led me to every single thing that I do now um up until the age five I lived in the midwest and I was this big, bold, like fearless, independent little girl. And then when I was five years old, I got molested and everything kind of like changed. And I started like, you know, you're five years old. Like when I think about that, it just breaks my heart. When I see girls that are five years old, I'm like, oh, I can't believe like I went through that. And then um, that started off my journey. And then I love my family. They're amazing, but they came from a different generation where they just, they could, they didn't know what to do with me. Like there was no other <laughs> girls in the family. Like we had three, three, I had three brothers. They just didn't know what to do with me. They wanted to keep me safe. So therefore they thought me being smaller would keep me safe. So I was really battling with like who I really am as a person when I was born to five years old, just like a bright independent, like girl wanting to take on the world. And then my programming, like stay small to stay safe, stay safe. Why can't I say that? (laughs) It's hard. Stay safe. (laughs) Stay safe. Um, 7am, 7am you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it was like battling who I truly was and like what I was learning out into the world. And then also of course, going through something so traumatic being like, Oh, should I stay smaller? So that something like that doesn't happen to me again. So I really battled with that, battled with that during elementary school, middle school to high school, getting bullied by women. And then again, in college, when I was out on my own, excited, like ready to take on the world, I had another trauma where someone broke in and I was raped. So I had so many things to overcome. And honestly, I could say with my whole heart, like, I don't wish that upon that little girl, but I have found so much compassion and I love the person I am. And I'm able to do all the things and have empathy for others because of what I've been through. Yes. Wow. I saw on your Instagram, um, you posted a poster. It said you're too much and it's perfect. Uh And I love that so much because there is, there are girls all over the world. I was definitely a girl. It was too much. I've got a 12 year old, too much little girl. who's awesome. Um, and it's just different and you're right. You know, we were raised and I'm older, much older than you, but it it was different. And, um, we weren't allowed to talk about things and we weren't allowed to have feelings and emotions and everything on top of the trauma that happened and and things that happened to us and not being able to express it. And so I just commend you so much for the work you've done to create a safe space for women and for your new book. And I'm very excited to read it. Beautifully Brave is out April 27th. So tell everyone where they can follow you, find the book and stay in touch. Oh, Marina, thank you so much. Um, They can find the book at beautifullybravebook.com. I actually have a ton of pre-orders right now. We're starting like the biggest self-love book club. So I'm really excited about that. And then follow me on Instagram at Sarah Pendrick. All right, everyone pre-order the book. You know, I bring authors on because they are close to my heart and pre-orders are gold. So go check out the book and have a good one, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. 
next time.